Calling all Swifties and champions of change, Like a Girl Media is rolling out the red carpet for you with our Thrive Like a Girl contest. We're all about celebrating powerful women leaders who inspire us to dream big and push boundaries. And who embodies that spirit more than Taylor Swift herself? Here's your chance to see her live in concert. We're giving away two tickets to Taylor Swift's show in London on Saturday, June 22nd. Imagine being part of the magic, all thanks to Like a Girl Media. Entering is easy. Subscribe, share, and show us which episodes inspired you the most. Visit our website or check our social media for all the details. Don't just dream it, be it. Thrive like a girl and make this summer unforgettable. Contest opens globally. Voidware prohibited. Must be 18 or older to enter. No purchase necessary. Subscribe and share with hashtag thrive like a girl and tag us at like a girl underscore media for entry. Unlimited entries means unlimited chances. Winner chosen at random after contest closes May 20th, 2024. We'll be notified via DM. Make sure your profiles are not private. Check full rules on our site. This is your shot to see Taylor Swift live. Don't miss it. I am the chief commercial officer at a digital health company called Carium. And we're really focused around supporting people from the comfort of their home within the fabric of their lives. I just had that opportunity to really kind of see and learn firsthand from what the dynamics are like in, you know, at the point of care. Let that patient decide because that's how you're really going to be able to connect and engage with them and motivate them and help them kind of make those behavior modifications that they need to kind of be successful against their own goals. Today's episode is brought to you by Chirpy Bird Inc., where digital healthcare is their niche. Whether you're looking to implement remote patient monitoring in-house, start a chronic or principal care management program, or even leverage telehealth to optimize the delivery of care and outcomes for your patients and team, Chirpy Bird Inc. can help. They offer results-based solutions for practices and health systems to support docs and patients during this uncertain time. You can find them and all of their services online at chirpybirdinc.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Hit Like a Girl podcast, where we're dedicated to amplifying the career journey, accomplishments, and lessons learned of women everywhere. I'm your host, Joy Rios. And I'm your other host, Robin Roberts. During the day, together we run a health IT consultancy known as Chirpy Bird Inc., where we get to geek out on all things healthcare, technology, and policy. But along the way, Joy noticed that so many women were running organizations, but too few were leading or being recognized. So we decided to change that. Together, we're learning about the puzzle that is healthcare and sharing what we find with you, our listeners. You can expect us to be talking with some pretty badass women. We will even be exploring how the pandemic is impacting many of their professional lives this season. We've also formed a private community of both guests and listeners over on Slack to help make connections, offer support to one another, and share the resources we come across. If you want to join us, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. This week's community shout outs go to Roberta, Jana, Mahima, Janae, Mary Jo, and Randy. And this week's high five goes to Janae, who organized the Turnout for Burnout virtual 10K event to fight physician burnout. Good job, Janae. High five. All right, enough already. There are too many awesome women to talk with. Let's get started. Today, we're talking with Julie Mann, the Chief Commercial Officer at Carium, where we learned a lot about remote patient monitoring and virtual care. We think you'll enjoy this one. So let's get started. Julie, thank you for joining us. You know, we kind of like in the world of healthcare and health IT and medicine to like this 5,000 piece puzzle. 
and everyone kind of owns a piece of that puzzle. Tell us a little bit about you, your piece of the puzzle, what you're doing and how you got there. Sure. I like the way that you put that because I also would describe healthcare and healthcare IT as a puzzle, right? And it's a puzzle that it seems to grow and get more complicated as as the days go on <laughs> and the current state that we're, we're in. Currently, I am the chief commercial officer at a digital health company called Carium. And we're really focused around supporting people from the comfort of their home within the fabric of their lives, but giving them that relationship-based connection to their trusted care team. So our customers interact with us through an app and have the ability to you know, message, journal, share biometric information, and have that proactive kind of coaching and interventions from their care team. And I think especially where we currently sit in the pandemic with COVID, it's never been more important. You guys totally get it and understand that access and care has dramatically changed with the stay-at-home orders. And patients are really craving that human connection, especially patients that are requiring care because they have a chronic condition or even something acute that pops up. So it's been really rewarding for us to have that opportunity to partner with people and be helpful and kind of offer them a solution that is really needed right now. So before Curium, I've been in healthcare IT for about 20 years. I actually started my career at a medical billing company, which at the time, I never would have guessed that it would kind of help me get where I am today. And the reason being, you know, I started on entry-level position and learned about how to enter billing codes into the software so that physicians could get reimbursed for the care that they were delivering. And it really acted as a foundation for me because it just allowed me to truly understand the inner workings of the U.S. healthcare system, right? Because it truly is all about reimbursement still today. There's a lot of dynamics and shifts that are happening you know, but at the heart of it, it still is based on, you know, the billing codes <laughs> and the reimbursement from and the exchange of money between the providers, the health plans, and the patients. So I really valued that that time there. And from there, I shifted from working at the billing company to the vendor side. And that was an exciting transition because I could then see a different perspective. Um, at the billing company, it was really on um, kind of like the provider side of the equation of healthcare. And then transitioning to the vendor side, I was just able to see like from a broader lens and working with customers on a national level, you know, what their challenges were and then what they were going through. And at the time, it was interesting because many people were converting from appointment scheduling being in a book <laughs> to digitizing that. And that was a really big transformation and was exciting. You know, and at the time now, it just seems so silly, but it wasn't that long ago. You know, it was like 20 years ago that people were still scheduling patients and scheduling books. And then from there, I decided that, you know what, healthcare innovation is really like the path I want to be on. And I want to work for companies that are finding solutions to these endless problems, you know, so trying to help people put those puzzle pieces together. And so from there, I then transitioned into electronic medical records. And that was around the time of meaningful use, right, which was a huge trigger to kind of push physicians to adopt EMRs 
And that was extremely rewarding and fun. And then we all of a sudden were in this state with healthcare that all this information was now digitized and companies were sprouting up to kind of take advantage of that in different ways. And for me, the next jump was to get into analytics and just being able to kind of harvest all of that rich data that we now had access to and derive insights from it. And then I've spent some time doing interoperability because now that we have all this fragmented, digitized information, how can we get it into the workflow and kind of liberate the data to make use of it? And then finally, here, what landed me at Carium, I was like, the next phase of healthcare is going to be digital, right? It's going to be this complete digital transformation, these digital first approaches where patients and providers want the convenience, the access, the collaboration that you can only get through a virtual kind of shared application as that conduit. So that's really what landed me at Carium. I really love your narrative because it really follows the narrative of healthcare and technology and really going from paper, getting everything online, then making sure things are connected and that all the different technologies are actually talking to each other and then figuring out how do you leverage that data to put it to its best use. So it's kind of neat to see how your career path has sort of followed the the path of you know, technology as it is kind of coming into its own. What are some of the neat things that you get to do at Carium or like what is it that how you guys are leveraging the data that patients get to benefit from that? Yeah, no, great question. And well, so I would add to what was interesting with the timing of Carium is I kind of came to that conclusion of me just always wanting to kind of go and partner and be part of kind of like the next big solution that's solving healthcare's biggest problems. And so I joined Carium at the end of February. And so it was really right before things started shutting down here with the pandemic. And so I unfortunately didn't get to meet a bunch of the team in person. I've met like three people and the rest of them I just interact with virtually. And I never would have thought that since February, I'd still be saying that and explaining that to people. But I do think it's a testament of you know, our company's ability to kind of build relationships through technology, you know, so we do it. All of our meetings are with Google Meet, you know, so I'm extremely comfortable now of working with video and talking to people through video and sharing documents with Google and collaborating that way. And then just finding other ways, right, to kind of take advantage of like virtual meetups and virtual happy hours or kind of sharing things via Slack and collaborating in that capacity. A lot of us are experiencing some sort of exhaustion from all of the virtual hanging out with people. Have yeah. you come across any sort of like novel or ways to keep it exciting and interesting in a way that you really do feel connected? Do you guys have, do you have any secrets to share around that? Yeah, I think the real secrets of that is to mix it up. You know, I think of like not just having like every single kind of interaction with somebody be video via screen, you know, mixing up and, you know, taking a phone call and deciding to like go for a walk while you're doing that. You know, it's like even breaking things up like that throughout the day. I first started that with kind of one of our business partners and just said, Hey, do you mind? I was like, I don't get to walk around as much as I used to. <laughs> you know, normally I'm traveling, I'm spending a lot of time in a city and walking around and airports and all that. And I was like, just noticing on my Apple Watch and my steps were going down. Do you mind if we both take it 
from the phone and just spend the time walking around. And it was like, they were so grateful being like, that's such a great idea. You know, I'd love to get up and walk. And then that's now our cadence. Whenever we decide to, that we need to connect and, and have a meeting, we schedule time with a phone call and just know that we're both going to be kind of outdoors, kind of walking as we talk. And I think that's like one example that at least for us has worked really well to kind of break up, you know, that screen fatigue. Yeah, I love the uh, the walk and talk. You're absolutely right. I feel like a, a prisoner to the desk chair. So that's a great idea. I have a question for you because I have a, a similar kind of shared background in starting, which was with a revenue cycle management company, Julie. And mm-hmm. I actually began for them as an HR generalist, but had the opportunity to ultimately do EMR implementation, wear a ton of different hats. And I learned so much. How does that charge entry that you were doing then and everything you learned about billing. Help us connect those dots. How does that even translate to what you're doing today, which is really like years and decades of technological advancement away from there? How do you bring together maybe not just the RCM, but the other things and lessons learned in the past into what you're doing to be so successful? Robin, I love that you said charge entry. <laughs> Such a great term, right? That like people get, right? Who, who've been there, done that. And uh, I think that... I've always looked back at that experience of kind of starting there and then also kind of being involved in implementations for so long where I would just kind of travel throughout the country and work with provider organizations and health systems for anywhere between like six to 12 months, right? To get them implemented on the revenue cycle management platform. And I just had that opportunity to really kind of see and learn firsthand for what the dynamics are like in you know, at the point of care. And I think that's so important because frequently, you know, with meeting with vendors and, you know, technologists, they're so detached from that, you know, that they really don't understand what it's like to kind of be at the point of care, to be a care provider, to deal with, you know, the most important things of having that relationship with the patients and delivering that exceptional care. And I think that as I just kind of see what's happening with healthcare and just all the things that's going on with administrative burden and physician burnout, all those things are real. And I think it's hard for people that haven't experienced it and haven't been there firsthand to kind of read an article or listen to a blog and understand like how that impacts and affects people. You know, so in my role today, a lot of what we're doing is trailblazing. There's not this playbook for digital transformation. (laughs) People are doing that right now. There's a handful of health systems that are the innovators that are just starting to kind of pull off and put together these different pieces to kind of come up with, you know, a framework to execute against that vision. But my ability, I think, to kind of understand that everything has to tie back to like, are you able to have that connection with that patient? Are you able to have the care team's experience be really good? Can you do this at a lower cost? (laughs) Can you do this with better outcomes? And have it be like just as easy as a workflow as possible. Because I think if you can check all those boxes, then you're on the right path. And I think so frequently, right? Like companies and solutions get siloed and just are like, they're either all about the patient experience or all about the provider experience or all about the data. And they're not looking at like the holistic, right? Puzzle that collectively is being put together. And so 
I really do think, Robin, that it's kind of going back to those experiences that I had early on in my career and being able to meet, you know, not just spending, you know, a decade with one system, right? But spending time, like just being able to meet with hundreds of these different organizations and just seeing the similar challenges that they face and just having that appreciation that this is all occurring in a very complex, dynamic environment. And it's people's health and well-being, you know, at stake. I think that that has really been always a foundation that I reflect back on. And it impacts every decision that I make at Carrium, for sure. Hey there. Sorry to interrupt. If you like the vibe of this podcast, you're going to love our private Slack community. It's super supportive, ladies-only pod, where we offer real talk, real advice, and genuine engagement to our members to help them stay inspired and level up. To join, just go to hitlikeagirlpod.com forward slash community. All right, now let's get back to the show. Well, knowing what you know and knowing that you've seen so many different technologies, how do you feel like Carium stands out? Are they able, like, and what is it that they're doing? I don't think we actually got to answer the question. Like, how do patients actually benefit more so from what they're offering? and perhaps providers too. Curium was founded just two years ago. And it was founded on the belief that a solution needs to be be designed for the patient and to be able to meet the patient where they are, you know, in the fabric of their life, not just in a clinical setting. And so when you think that the primary tools that patients in healthcare have been interacting with, it's like, the EHR portal, <laughs> you know, or a paper printout of their chart. And especially you guys know, right? Like when you have patients that kind of require care, it's they're very vulnerable and sensitive and you need to have that information, but you have to have it in a way that is easy and is accessible and that you can share it with the people that you want to and gives you that connection to your trusted care team so that you can kind of navigate these things that are going to pop up on a regular basis, not just on the four times that you're in clinic for the year. And so Carium kind of took that idea of let's build an app, you know, from the ground up that is focused on the patient, right? Let's make it super easy to use Let's have it be something that's going to work with technology they already have, like their smartphone, their Apple Watch, their Fitbit, the different devices they have. And let's just have it kind of meet them where they are and provide them that preferable way that they can communicate with their care team, whether it be through messaging, video visits, you know, sharing, you know, journals, like so such things as like a picture of a wound, if they're in uh, recovery, like that type of thing. And when we've given this to patients and our customers and we've kind of monitored it, they can kind of use it in different ways and they can give that flexibility to the patients to be able to kind of interact with their care team in a way that makes sense for that individual. And we're in the process right now of working through like a new case study with one of our customers that's based in Northern California and they're a community health organization. And so they have a partnership with several different health systems and a few medical device companies that have kind of all come together, including Carium, to say, this is a vulnerable population. After they have a certain surgery, they're then discharged and they're on their own. 
And it's not going well, <laughs> you know, because they don't know what to do. You know, they don't have the health IQ. They don't have the support system. Like you name it. It's just, they identified this opportunity for an intervention. And Carium is one of the partners. And then through our mobile application that the patients receive, they are then, they have this health kit. And the health kit is like the technology. And then it's a community health educator. And then it is the physicians. And the team works together to remotely monitor the patient. So the patient sent home with education, they're sent home with the app working on their smartphone, and they're sent home with a blood pressure cuff, and they're provided instructions on how to use it. They then are able to kind of meet the community health educator, and it's coming under the recommendation of their physician and care team. And then by having that kind of health kit that has, you know, the people, the education, and the tools, the patient is then guided through this 90-day recovery period. And at predetermined intervals, you know, they're being checked in on with community health educator and being checked in on a mode that makes sense to them. You know, do you prefer a phone call? Do you prefer a Visio visit? Do you prefer, you know, us to just message asynchronously through the app? And that works really well. And they're told like on a daily basis, you have a responsibility to take your blood pressure reading. The data will seamlessly be sent to the care team. We're going to monitor it. And if we see any issues, we're going to proactively reach out to you to figure out what's going on before it gets to you know, the place that it's an urgent event that would cause something like a readmission, for example. And just listening to this one customer story and how they were able to have Carrion be a piece of this broader solution by bringing these different, you know, stakeholders, if you will, together to kind of solve this problem that they were having with this vulnerable population. It's really cool to be part of that and being able to kind of hear what the patients that kind of went through this program had to say. It was all about like, thank you for making me accountable. You know, thank you for educating me about what I should be doing kind of during this periprocedural program. And it's that human connection really that got me to be like, they knew that through a way that made sense to them in the technology, they, they always had access to that uh, care team. But then also when we were looking at like the clinical outcomes, those patients were actually doing better you know, compared to the benchmark, meaning like compared to people who kind of didn't have this health kit part of this program. And that's the kind of stuff that I think Carium, you know, is part of the solution instead of just trying to have it be a bolt-on of like, let's make the EMR and then add this module and, you know, try to like muscle it through into solving the problem. It's like, let's just start from scratch, right? Like that was designed for one thing. Carium is designed to help people and the fabric of their daily lives. And those are much different things. Now, it's not to say that we, we won't share the data with other, you know, IT systems that exist that is like essential, you know, but it's like designing an app for patients where they are so that they can use it. You know, I think the thing that's fundamentally different about your technology is that you're really bookending the day-to-day life or the transaction of a patient, even if it's something acute or the post-surgical care, that everybody starts at the top or even the best technology starts at the top and you think there's this trickle-down. But really, Carrium being patient-centric 
but still being willing to share that information with the clinical or you know care coordinator, or care managers that need it, that essential personnel that will help care for that patient, follow up, make sure they're well, that they'll just stay well. Maybe they're just lonely to empower the patients with that, make sure they have it, they know how to use it. Being centered there really helps bookend it from doctor to patient, which to me is where healthcare is happening anyway. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think that, you know, when we look at just our month over month, like patient engagement rates, like, you know, meaning that they have an activity on the Carium app consistently, you know, within the month's timeframe. And that activity could be defined as, like I was just explaining, with some patients prefer to have it just be asynchronous messaging. Some people like to just have their biometric data shared. You know, others prefer video visits, whatever that may be, right? It's like, let that patient decide because that's how you're really going to be able to connect and engage with them and motivate them and help them kind of make those behavior modifications that they need to kind of be successful against their own goals. But when we look at, you know, those metrics across our customers, we have really high engagement rates, upwards of like 80% month over month. And so when you look at some of the other, you know, health apps that are kind of available, you know, in the marketplace that are more, aren't based on the patient and aren't based on that relationship-based healthcare, their rates aren't even anywhere close to that. You know, I think the average is around like 15%. And it's because they kind of lack that accountability, that personal connection. Carium kind of provides our customers. And I think that's, you know, it's really important. And it's something certainly that our team is really proud of. Well, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier by talking about how you've created so many EMRs that you're supposed to log in or, you know, having the only access through the patient portal. But that's just really not very natural for a lot of patients. So it sounds like you guys are tackling it from a completely different angle, which is great to hear that your success rates are so high. Can we transition to our next question around magical thinking? Yeah, I love magical thinking. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, we really like to talk to to women about, you know, what they would like to see in the future. So instead of thinking about, you know, how we're sitting in, you know, many problems, what is the future that we would like to see? And from your perspective, you have seen so much. If there's any problem that you could solve and perhaps take away all of the barriers to, to actually solve it, take away time, take away money, any other kind of challenge that would keep you from solving that problem, what problem would you choose to solve in healthcare or health IT and why? I think it's such a great question. And I would go big and bold and simple at the same time and just saying excellent healthcare for all. And depending on how close you are to the healthcare system, right? You could be like, we already have that, right? Like the U.S. system has healthcare. You can get healthcare if you need to. And if you can't, you know, get it through your employer, then you can get it through government programs or whatever. But those of us that are very close with healthcare kind of know that access to really good healthcare is not common. So that would be kind of my big bold goal would be really excellent healthcare and kind of meeting people where they are. Like, of course, from my view at Carium, right? Like it's this kind of digital first strategy and having it be like convenient and when you need it and digital 
that all just kind of makes sense, right? Because it's like, why would you want to go into uh, an office and congregate where the other sick people are <laughs> if you don't want to get that? So I would say, Joy, that's how I would, that would be my one wish if I could change anything, would just be allow everyone to have really great healthcare. I think about that and even the the preventative relationships that, you know, you could be fostering through through that and how how much would that save us? How much would that help our country as a whole? And so I love that wish. Julie, the other question we're asking everyone this season is what advice would you give to other women out there, whether it's just another woman in healthcare or health IT or someone that's hoping to be doing what you're doing one day? The best advice that I could give somebody is to not be afraid to walk away from opportunities. And I mean that like coming from such like a great place, just be like, if your talents aren't appreciated where you're at, take your talents elsewhere. You know, we spend so much time in our jobs. Like you want it to just be fulfilling kind of and checking all the boxes that, you know, matter to you, whether it be like you're transforming healthcare, you know, you're helping patients, you're removing administrative burden from physicians or, you know, whatever your different goals may be, you know, you love the people you work with, you're mission aligned, like, and those are different for everybody. But I think it's really important for people, especially women to understand like what matters to you and stand up for that. And just know that you can take your talents elsewhere, <laughs> you know, go find your tribe and just don't feel like you just have to conform or kind of suppress what you think is important. You can find like the perfect fit for you. And I think that's where you're going to find the most fulfillment and be able to demonstrate the most value in your career is when you kind of find that magic fit. I really like that. And it kind of screams one, know your worth and also making sure that you're taking care of yourself because you're not going to be able to provide your best work if you're not taking care of yourself first and to sort of meeting your own needs. I really, I really admire that advice. That's great. So Julie, if people want to find you or follow your work or get involved with Carium, what would be the best place for them to seek you out? Anywhere and everywhere. I think the easiest place would be um, our Carium website, carium.com. And then you can also find me on Twitter. I love Twitter. It's uh, Julie underscore underscore PHM. And double underscore. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> well, we will definitely link to both in our show notes. And thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was nice to chat with you. And thank you for listening to the Hit Like a Girl podcast. If you want to know more about us or this guest, check out our website at hitlikeagirlpod.com. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Twitter or Instagram at the handle hitlikeagirlpod. Thanks again. See you soon. Thank you to Chirpy Bird Health IT Consulting. You can find out more about them at www.chirpybirdinc.com.